0: that gets real tainted. And people say a lot of stuff around that. But now I'm like, no, God loves me no matter what. And I'm in favor all the time. And, um, and so it, it, it really has uh, helped me to surrender the outcome of how things look. And I'm not so worried that if I make a misstep, that it's all going to
1: Welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, International Intuition Coach and Spiritual Activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? Why? because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your Ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through Messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you. These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's Activate.
2: Hello beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. I took this previous week off because clearly I didn't have a voice. I'm still recovering and recouping so this introduction is going to be super short Um, and this episode is all going to be about such a phenomenal conversation with one of my beautiful friends and special guests Andrea Crisp. I'm not going to speak too much because clearly you're probably like, okay, girl, like, go take a break. (laughs) But such is life and I am just so devoted and committed to making sure you you guys get these episodes every single week. With that being said, we're going to start off with this week's shout out from the reviews. I would love to see these reviews get to 100 and then we're going to do a podcast giveaway. Um, So this review that was chosen this week was from Belle and Kane, and it says, Riley is such a light. Her messages are always filled with so much love and wisdom, and I'm always eagerly awaiting for the next episode. Honestly, you guys, hearing this feedback from you means the absolute world, and even more so, it allows this podcast to get out to people who maybe are deceived by the New Age spiritual community, maybe don't understand their intuition, maybe are struggling with something in their life and just racking their heads on how to get over it. And there is going to be an update. Um, Everything's getting revamped right now. I put a lot of pressure on myself to have this all done like a week or two ago. And after this weekend, taking time away, going on a camping trip with my family, I realized that that pressure is just so unnecessary and it really made me think about all the unnecessary pressures we put on ourselves every single day. Now, unnecessary pressure and discipline is something completely different and I am someone who for almost five entire years have showed up every day no matter what, whether my husband was in the hospital awaiting surgery. My son was waiting for some kind of health thing. I was pregnant. I did a fair uh, eight days after Clara was born. Like, I show up in sometimes the most ridiculous ways. But when it comes to unnecessary pressure, like, there are certain things that we get to actually just do and evolve through. But sometimes for them to really be able to take their proper shape and space... We have to give ourselves some space, and even more importantly, the grace to know that we're doing, you are doing the best that you can, and this is just something that's going to get done exactly when it is meant to, instead of like hot-shotting everything. Um, And that leads me into two quick announcements, and then I'm going to turn this episode Turn this episode over to Andrea and I, and honestly, I know you are going to love it. So, first announcement is there is a masterclass. It is free to register on August 30th to September 1st. This is going to be a three day experience, three day experience, helping you to connect to your spiritual gifts. This is the foundation of what got me in this space led me to keep going, led me to want to continue to show up and share this knowledge, this understanding, these trainings with you, and it's just, I'm so excited for this. There is 15 of you who have already signed up, and it is just going to be such a good time over these three days. You are going to walk away understanding the four pillars of what is truly required to connect to your gifts. And just insight of how uh, this applied knowledge has truly transformed other people's lives, which is honestly my favorite thing. A big part of where this podcast is inevitably going is to break you free of the new age deception that exists within the spiritual coaching industry. And from the very beginning, my whole intention was to work myself out of a job, essentially. Because if you know how to do this stuff for yourself, you're not going to ever need to rely on gurus or spiritual teachers or coaches for all things personal and self-spiritual development and ultimately the deception that exists within these karmic cycles and this shadow work and just these perpetuating cycles of guilt and shame to keep you entrapped in never feeling like you're doing enough or connected enough or worthy enough. Like I am here to set you free of that very, 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 very quickly. So that is going to be the masterclass. We're going to go into some deeper understanding. And intuition immersion has gone through a bit of a remodel. So something that really came to me taking this weekend off was there needed to be a little bit different of a structure when it came to intuition immersion. And really just bringing you deeper through the levels of self-understanding. And so that is what is going to be taking place over these next couple weeks. So if you're currently in the program, um, week three is going to drop on what is supposed to be week four next week uh, with the new structure in place. So there is a one-week delay. However, I am so pumped about how this is all coming together And ultimately understand that for you to experience the life that you want, you have to do it by your design. You have to be willing to go at things and revamp and take a break and process and understand yourself and pull back and make these changes so that you can truly be a catalyst in your future. God has such a powerful plan for you. And if you're constantly in that survival mode and in that trigger of your nervous system and fight and flight, you're always going to struggle with understanding what God's plan for you is. You're always going to struggle with surrendering, with forgiving, with seeing the bigger picture. And oh my goodness, my eyes are so open right now to possibilities. And that same feeling and this same experience is what I want for you, but in your life, in your design accessing God's plan for you. It is absolutely incredible. Oh my goodness, just knowing that there is someone out there that has such a bigger plan for you than you could ever fathom for yourself. And I was reading a scripture this weekend and it was uh, Matthew 6:25 to 30 24 to 35 and it was talking about how the birds and the flowers, they just trust. They just know. They know they're going to get fed. They know that their life is going to be whatever it is designed to be. And yes, of course, flowers and birds don't have the emotional complexities and the behavioral complexities that humans do, which makes it slightly different. But that principle, that understanding, that ultimate surrender is still the same. It is still the same. And it really just allowed me to step back from Anything that was causing me stress, not releasing a podcast episode. I have done a podcast episode for two years straight every single Monday and not dropping one last week and going through this realization of this revamp, this remodel, really just showing up and talking about and sharing the information and the insight that I feel called to share at this time. It's challenging because it's different and it's raw and it's real and it's authentic, but it feels so good knowing that it's going to be exactly what it needs to be. And that as long as I keep my eyes and my heart and my ears to God, that he's just going to continue to provide for me, even in all the ways that he already has, but this time in such a more connected, loving, and aligned way. And that's what I want to continue to provide the best experience for you to understand and connect with for you. All right, I'm going to finish talking, sort of, if you can really call this talking, and turn this over to the episode with Andrea. Honestly, stay tuned, tune in, go check out her world. You're going to love her and you're going to love this conversation.
1: Hello, beautiful souls, welcome back to another session. I am so excited for this one because we have a very special guest, Andrea Crisp. She is the host of The Courage Podcast, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and all her magnificence to you, but Andrea and I connected through a mastermind and have just kind of stuck within each other's circles of connections, and I've just absolutely loved watching her grow and take action in her life and action in her business and ultimately lead with the courage that we're going to be talking about today. So Andrea, thank you so much for being here with us. Oh,
0: thank you. I am so grateful. I just love being in your presence. So I'm happy to be on your show and just chatting with you and your audience. So thank
1: you. Yes. Well, I'd love for you to kick this off with just letting everybody know who you are and what your beautiful work in this world is. And then we'll just intuitively go from there.
0: That sounds good. Well, I I really kind of classify myself as a spiritual person. I probably since a very, very young age, I've always had this sense of something more um, for me. And uh, it kind of led me down an wild and crazy path. I I was actually a high school music teacher for many, many years. And then I transitioned and became a, a pastor. And I did that for almost a decade. And then from there, I actually moved into the coaching space. And so I kind of feel as though everything that I'm doing now is what I was doing in different iterations Mm. and so I kind of like take all of the best parts of what I did and kind of put it all together into one like beautiful um, life that I get to lead now which is um, is really helping entrepreneurs and
1: coaches step into courage in their lives. Mm, I love that. And what has been one of the biggest transformations that you have taken witness to in your clients when it came to where they were and how courage really helped them to move forward in a, in a, maybe a quantum leap type of way.
0: You know, I think that many entrepreneurs, they face this desire to fulfill their purpose Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: this, you know, like this passion that's just deeply rooted within them. But then all of a sudden, the fear is there, the doubt is there, the insecurity, all of these things that they thought maybe they had dealt with in in different ways. And all of a sudden, there they are thinking, how can I take a big leap in my life and maybe put my work out into the world or maybe put my craft or my art or whatever it is that they want to do am actually taking those steps and pursuing what they love or really shifting their mindset around who they are, their own power, how they can connect to source, how they can truly move forward is really where the courage lies for them. And I help them bridge that gap.
1: Mm, I love that, and isn't it just so true? How it, it almost—it doesn't even matter what level you're at of success or starting or intermediate or advanced—that fear voice comes up every time. <laughs> it is unavoidable. Oh we're yeah, essentially <laughs> walking into the unknown, right? Yeah. Oh, what- you
0: know, there's something I'm going to do today actually that I've not done yet, <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm kind of like oh you know, I know that I'm qualified to do this technically, but I've never actually done it. And, you know, so like my own hesitations and my own, you know, insecurities have been kind of like popping up and, you know, trying to keep me from really standing in my truth and my power when it comes to how I can help somebody in a transformation. And and so I've even been dealing with that today. So, Yes. It never really goes away. It's just new levels. And, and once you learn how to do it, it gets easier to do it for yourself. So that's the beauty of it.
1: I love that. So I'd love to circle back to something because it's just, it's so fascinating to hear people's stories and just how they come through this journey. So you talked about being a pastor. What was that like? And what drew you to wanting to uh, share? I'm assuming the word of God. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I was uh, in the Christian church, evangelical, uh, for many, many years. I grew up in it. I, from a really, really early age, felt a, like a real calling. That's what the the church uses as uh, more into ministry. But What I thought that was going to look like and what it looked like were two very different things. So I I had this assumption I was going to be a pastor's wife and I was going to, I was a musician, so I would lead music and I would do all that stuff. And what ended up happening was I never got married, so I couldn't be a pastor's wife. And uh, so when the opportunity came for me to pastor, especially uh, I was asked first to pastor uh, as a youth pastor. I remember being in my early 30s thinking, this is a job for a young 20-something male. And that was like very typical of my life. Everything that I was doing was always what a man had done. Mm. And I was trying to forge my own path as a woman, uh, as a single woman at that. And so uh, it was honestly a very bumpy road. Mm. So it wasn't a very linear, straight path. It was full of growth and opportunities, but it was also, it was, it was very bumpy. And I ended up leaving a uh, ministry after 10 years and really kind of going through another awakening of sorts. So it was my, my own personal faith deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So what I took, maybe what I had learned and what I had thought that, you know, the church wanted me to do. And I started an exploration of like, oh, you know, this actually also feels right. And this also feels right. And started to allow myself a little bit more breathing room, which is kind of where my, my own spiritual awakening began in that way. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, like anything else, you know, oftentimes we always come back to a center. And, you know, I feel like I'm, Coming back around to a center for me, seeing what that looks like, how do I interpret my faith, uh, what it looked like before, what it looks like now, with all of the new things that I have learned along the way. So it, it's a very broad thing, but yeah. it's a lot of growing a lot of growing.
1: (laughs) It is. It absolutely is. And it's so interesting to me because the more that I lean into my faith and me primarily building my relationship with God through his word, it's, I grew up with as a, a Roman Catholic. So I always was basically, we were told that your connection comes to the priest and, and we're never really told about the responsibility yeah. of our connection and relationship being built within ourselves and God. And then I watched everyone walk out of church and, Oh, it's so nice to see you. And now oh, we'll do brunch and, and coffee and then, and then they turn around and they talk shit about each other. So I'm like, what, like, what did <laughs> we just spend the last hour and a half doing? Like what's going on here? Yeah. And I, this, and I was a young right. child at this time. I was under the age of 12 for sure, but I could already see that, something didn't make sense. And so for me, I just kind of floated through life. My parents never really enforced any sense of faith, prayers, anything. We just worked hard and that was how it went. Um, And then through a lot of the miracles that my husband experienced, it kind of led me back to questioning that. And equally, I started on the path of just spirituality. So universe and energy and spirit guides and mediumship and all the things. And when I continued to dig deeper, it led me to this place of like, okay, well, what's, What's the source? What's a better source? Okay. Well, spirit guides are like, uh, in, in layman's content, it's like a, an imagination of a past life. Okay. Well, that doesn't necessarily serve you in this life. It just keeps you perpetuating cycles. If you keep focusing on the past or, and so on and so forth. And there's all different kinds. Um, but it's really interesting because I'd love to know from you when you come into your faith now and building that relationship for you what does that kind of mm-hmm. look like now
0: oh it's it it's actually pretty wild like i for me the connection point was always music mm. um and, and being a musician i would when i was a kid i would write music i would sing i would play the piano and I had, um, a real gift at the time, especially when I was younger, I probably do now too, but <laughs> I'm, I'm downplaying it. Uh, <laughs> where I, I had this connection, like this deep uh-huh. connection to God. So to what I term God for me. Yeah. And so I would be in in places, maybe it was in my house, maybe it was in a church setting, maybe it was just like an empty building and there was a piano there and I'd play and people would come and they would say immediately, oh my gosh, Andrea, like I can feel something. Like I can feel a shift when you play or sing. And that became part of who I identified as. Yeah. And when I went through my faith deconstruction, there was a lot that happened around singing music for me and really making me um, question myself, my abilities, um, uh, my capacity. And I almost like backed away from that gift, because it was just so difficult on a on a just a level of like personal level for me. And when I kind of came back into that part of it, I started to realize that my connection to God was so strong when there was music Mm. and my ability to tune in and to hear and to listen and to get an immediate download was very, very fast because I, and I'm starting to realize now the frequencies, the vibration, um, spirit, just, you know, what I term Holy Spirit, uh, was in that connection and I could literally feel these like vibrations and connections. And it was so funny, Riley, like there would be moments, you know, in the church they call them prophecy. Um, oh. And in other, you know, other contexts they may not, but uh in the church they call it prophecy. And I would get like a prophecy or a word for somebody. And I know that I know that I know it was like, yeah, yeah for sure. And then there was other times I was getting intuitive, like downloads But I questioned my intuitive downloads because I'm like, well, is it me? Is it just me? And I started to realize, I'm like, no, just because I'm not doing the same things or following the same rituals or doing the same things that the church deemed that I should do didn't mean I had less of a connection with the divine, with source, with God, as I had for all of those years. It just looked different. And I had to find my own space in it and I had to find, um, how I could reconnect that way. So yeah, music is huge part for me. Huge, huge, huge.
1: Wow. I'm just listening to you and I feel like I have tears that's going to well up in my eyes. I have goosebumps all over my body because it was I, what I love so much about having taken the journey that I took was that I learned the intuition aspect before, which I actually feel like really helped me to understand why the connection with God and the Holy Spirit versus like uh passed on spirit. It not only is there a yeah. massive difference, but also that there, it's real, like it's legitimate. And it helped me to better embody the responsibility and the integrity and the honesty of what God expects of us through his word. And what's so fascinating about what you share is that in and, and you can let me know if this was the case for you, what I found from and equally supporting a lot of people who left the church because of this, they would have these moments of claircognizance, they knew what they knew what they knew, and they had no idea how they knew it. Or there's a constant mention throughout the Bible of spiritual gifts and using them, inclined Mm. to God and doing his will. And and ultimately, that's kind of what we're here to do, right? Is to live out a will. Okay, well, our will can be a car and a house and to serve people. But we'll always be limited to our own perception. But what I love so much about the intuition aspect of it is that we have a dominant gift. And if we don't understand that... It will constantly perpetuate self-doubt and lack of trust. And we'll never know, is this coming from me? Is this coming from God? What is this over here? (laughs) What's coming in? Is this magic? Yeah. Why do I feel this way?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's, much second guessing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that yeah. intuition part is so important and is equally mentioned, not specifically intuition, but spiritual gifts, which is literally the same thing because your spiritual yeah. gifts, are your clairvoyancy, your claircognizance, your empathic abilities to feel, to hear, to see, to know. And um, what's so beautiful is that the more you come into a relationship with understanding yourself, the more you develop the ability to then trust in and open up to your intuition, which then leaves the question of, okay, well, what source are you going to gravitate to? Are you going to source from the universe? Well, that's just information and energy. It doesn't have this ultimate grand plan for you. It's just co-creating based off what you're feeding it, spirit guides, ancestors, all these things. And it's so fascinating because I worked with a client specifically who went and had a really horrible experience with a Catholic church. Um, Just the abuse and the mentality and the emotional manipulation, all the things. And one thing that she really learned was that in learning herself, she could actually realize that her anger and resentment wasn't towards God. It was towards the people who decided to take their own <laughs> connotation of it. Yeah. And I'd love to know for you, what comes up when I say that and equally as a part two, how has spirituality or going through the journey of spirituality really allowed you to kind of open back up to that, that relationship you build with God, with your faith.
0: You know, yeah. on my podcast, I, I talk a lot, uh, maybe like a year back about my journey where there was a lot of spiritual abuse,
1: um,
0: in the different contexts that I was in. Um, I went through many different church, um, like jobs. I was on staff at many different locations and, um, some things were okay. Some were mild forms of spiritual abuse, mild, if there is such a thing, (laughs) but, um, So there was one in particular that was very, very strong and very, very heavy. And I even had, um, a world renowned spiritual abuse expert, uh, Diane Langford on my show. And she eloquently talks about what that looks like and how people can recover from that. Yeah. And, and her book, which is amazing, um, I would recommend anybody who maybe has gone through that or has someone in their life that has gone through spiritual abuse. Um, her name is Diane, uh, Doctor Diane Langford. I can't remember exactly the name of the, the book right now, but um, it is such a it is such a journey when you have been in a place of spiritual manipulation. And it it is a form of abuse, and that uh, really it's like any form of abuse. And so when we store those things in our body, when we store those emotions and those thoughts, those are now needing to be released and processed through and moved through. And so often what ends up happening, especially when someone goes through a spiritual abuse, is that they. Associate anything that happened to them, which is probably man-made, right? Yeah, <laughs> somebody in ego, right? Yeah. Uh, a man or a woman, you know, operating out of their ego. Um, to they associate that with God and yeah. they associate that with the divine and with spiritual their spiritual relationship. And so, for me, what that looked like was. I questioned everything. I questioned everything I learned. I questioned every story. I questioned every teaching. I questioned, I mean, you name it, I questioned it. And um, there were a lot of things. Number one, it helped illuminate Um, for me, that was beautiful for my own healing of like, how I showed up in ways that were harmful and hurtful to people, and how I allowed myself to be a perpetuator of that kind of spiritual abuse in the lives of others without maybe even knowing it. And, Um, you know, that part of my journey had, you know, I had to just really walk through like, you know, releasing that and, and just really like, you know, apologizing, not to anybody in particular, but like, just, you know, I would just write letters. I'm sorry if I've hurt or whatever offended you. Um, and this was just like on my, for myself, um, just praying for anyone that might be holding something against me even, um, so that was a, like, that was the first part of my journey. But then of course, you know, walking through that with the people who had wounded me and I, I'm, you know, happy to say, grateful to say that, you know, I'm in a place now where I can look back and bless and release. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't hold that against them anymore. They're just people. They're just, it's just like, they're just human, you know? Um. But I think because I put them on such a high pedestal and honored them and in revered them in such a way that it really was a big, a big fall when things kind of, you know, uh, fell out, I guess. So that's the first thing I would say to anybody who's maybe gone through any kind of um, pain or wounding in a church setting or in a spiritual setting May not be church; it could be in any kind of other uh, capacity, um, where the person is someone who is uh, a spiritual authority or leader over them, mm-hmm. uh, that they actually work through the process. Because it doesn't matter if it's a pastor, a priest, a bishop, a nun, um, a counselor, a therapist, mm-hmm. a coach, a teacher. <laughs> yeah, it it like spans it spans everything, right? Because when we place our, our hope and in someone specifically, and then they use spiritual things to manipulate us, that is when this, the abuse happens. So I would say that, um, and I would say maybe to the second part of your question, um, it's really opened me up now to, I guess, just being more forgiving Mm. um, to be in a space where it's like, I release judgment faster.
1: Mm. So when
0: I see things like, it's not like I don't ever have judgment, but I do, but I'm like, all right, well, you know what? That's their journey. You know what I mean? Like I judge it for a second. And then I'm like, does this have any bearing on me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Only if I let it. And then I move on. Cause I'm like, I don't need that. And I don't need to carry it. And that's their journey. And you know what? I could talk to them in three months and they could have a whole different perspective. So, you know, really everybody's just going through something at the time and with what they've been given, they're processing through. And that's the beauty of life and the journey that we're on. So I think it's helped me to be way less judgmental.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, I just absolutely love this because at the root of what you're saying is there's there is underliningly a courage that you had to go mm-hmm. through, where it was, yeah. accepting your role. Taking that additional step to reach out to people, to pray over people, to ask for that forgiveness for yourself, um, but then also to dish it out because forgiveness is one of the biggest things that people really struggle with. It's what breeds the resentment, the anger, the frustration, the hostility, the overwhelm, the anxiety is that they're holding on to something someone did. And whether that be all the things you listed or even a parent or a sibling or so on and so forth. And it Mm -hmm. really is that courage piece to not only look at your role in it, but then equally to take that additional step to either have the conversation or to decide that you're going to forgive that person. And I love how you say that, you know, we're human. We all judge. And I think that that's something that's really important to highlight because when it comes to spirituality, let, let's assume God's not in this. And we're just talking to people who speak to the universe, but it's like in spirituality, the whole purpose is to raise higher. So you have to forget, yeah. you have to learn self-awareness. You have to, or I should say you get to <laughs> really call yourself on those judgments. And that's like, that's the key premise and where I and I was there, and I understood that, and I work and continue to work on that to myself. But where I really found the fascination with God coming in, and not because I went to a church and somebody told me here's all the things of God, it was just a questioning that led me back to, oh yeah, God, like what's this all about? Uh, was that I realized that I didn't have to carry the weight and the burden of being the judge or forgiving myself or forgiving others that. There was this higher power looking out for me and already had this best interest in mind for me and this promissory of what that could look like, not only just like in everlasting life, but in the moment of peace and surrender. And you could finally go, oh, there's that breath I was looking for. And it's really beautiful your journey and what you're sharing because I feel like wherever anyone's at on their journey right now, what Andrea is sharing is so important because one of the things you said was we're all going through something. And most importantly, no matter what you're facing, that may be causing turmoil or you may be hung up on, or you might be in that anticipation of the better coming you're processing something, we're always processing something, our brains are constantly processing something, and equally so is our body and our spirit. And when we allow ourselves to really lean on that courage, it opens up so much more opportunity than take it a step further and calling God to support you with the things that you can't fathom or perceive or understand how it's going to work out. And it then just works out. And I'd love to hear your take on that 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 divine surrender.
0: Oh, you know, I love just that that's when the manifestations because for me, you know, I feel like I'm coming from the opposite way from you, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I was in the church and then went into the spiritual. So for me, I was like, manifestations are very woo woo, and it's very new age. And I don't understand this. And so I had to like filter them through a lot of years of like church stuff. And but one of the things that I have really recognize when it comes to like, even manifesting things that I desire, is that when it comes to surrender, it's like, I always say like, God, you know, my desire would be this or better, Yeah, you know, and and I release the outcome to you. I'm not going to ask you how it needs to show up or when it's going to show up or the package is going to show up in. I trust that what is coming to me, because I have been you know i've stated it i've shared it with you and i and i know that you want to delight yeah. me yeah that it's going to be even better than what i expect and so now i i don't hold so tightly to things but before like i would say my journey before i i actually had a lot more doubt when i was like in the church Like I, I, because I think what I did was I really had this association. If I was out of the will of God, I was not going to get things.
1: Yeah.
0: And so if I made any mistakes that was going to discount me or disqualify me. And now I'm, I recognize more through my spiritual journey that there's nothing I can do, which really is the root of Christianity that would actually make you fall out of grace with God, you know? Um, but I think that that gets real tainted and people say a lot of stuff around that, but now I'm like, no, God loves me no matter what. And I'm in favor all the time. And, um, and so it, it, it really has uh, helped me to surrender the outcome of how things look. And I'm not so worried that if I make a misstep that, it's all going to (laughs) end.
1: That's it. It's over. (laughs) Well, that's kind of the same thing, like just in in the new age spirituality is there's this constant perpetuation of, you know, if you're not getting what you want, you're manifesting it wrong, or you're not in the vibration of, you're not a vibrational match for it. It's, you know, you're, you need to meditate more, tune more in, or, you know, get into the frequency of it. And I, and I found those comparisons within both the Christianity faith, but also within the new age spiritual faith is that there's this idea that we're doing something wrong now to a degree We're always limited to our own self-perception. Like that's something we just can't control. If you are striving for that million dollars and you work really hard and you believe in it and you meditate on it, and eventually you'll get there, right? You who knows when, but you'll get there. You're still gonna be limited to, ooh, well, what's next? Maybe it's a hundred million, maybe it's a billion. Oh no, 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 that's that's too much. I don't want to be greedy, (laughs) right? So it's like in that experience, the same thing goes with Christianity. It's like, there's this idea that you're constantly doing something wrong. And I feel like to a degree that it can be true. And that's why faith becomes so important because we're always limited to our own self-perception. So even if we think we're doing the right thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always in the best interest of everyone. So a white lie, like maybe you tell a white lie because you wanna save face with someone or you don't want them to be hurt. And you're like, okay, well, you know, I'll bear the guilt of the of the lie, but you know, at least this person will feel better. And it's like, okay, but a lie is a lie is a lie. And that could have actually been an opportunity for them as a small example, right? So yeah. we get to then have that space where we go, okay, you know, forgive me, I'm gonna do better. Maybe turn around and have that conversation fess up to it. Courage, have the courage to fess up to it. And maybe it's uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, at least you can say like, Hey, okay. I washed my hands and I let this be whatever it truthfully needs to be. Um, but I think that what you bring up is really important because one, we're not, uh, I'm kind of like backtracking on myself, but it's like, you're in the human experience, right? You're learning (laughs) all the different ways of doing things but you're not actually doing something like wrong per se. Like just because you made this decision to go left doesn't mean that, right, the decision you didn't even make to begin with was better, right? Maybe you learn, oh, okay, I could course correct or I could do something differently along the way, but hey, let me just find the presence in this. Let me process this. Let me learn through this. And maybe I keep going. Maybe I go a different direction but you're, you're learning how to be a human. And there's actually not like a script of like, Hey, today you're going to wake up and do these five (laughs) things. And when you're 35 years old, despite what society tries to condition us to believe, you're going to have these boxes checked off. And I think what's really interesting about just the, the uncovering of the world and, and ultimately our ability to access information is that people are really starting to realize that It's not a one size fits all kind of shoe that we're all walking in here. We're all going through a process, we're all going through a journey. And, and I find that faith really comes into that practice when you don't know when self doubt exists, when you need to course correct, or you did something that wasn't actually in the best interest, though it felt right at the time. And, and then we just get to keep going, right?
0: That, and you know, I love how you, you know, really drew the comparison Between like the new age movement teaching and maybe Christianity, and how easy it is for us to fall into this space of always making ourselves wrong.
2: Yeah.
0: Always like putting ourselves at the deficit. And it does take courage to acknowledge when you're like, oh, I'm really like hanging on too hard for this. Yeah. Or, it takes courage to say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to release this. I'm, uh, I do desire it, but I am going to release the outcome. It does take courage to, to say you're sorry and ask for forgiveness and also to stand in a place where you forgive other people. And I think that you're pointing out something so incredible, like this is a journey. So even moving into, and I talk about this with my clients a lot, stepping into that next level or the future version of themselves It is still then a journey. Yeah. Like you don't get to arrive. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm like next level, better version of myself and wham, woo, I made it. Yeah. Then you'd be dead. So (laughs) I was like, you don't want that. Yeah. Um, But there's always like, I I use the word iteration before, but there's like iterations of our growth and iterations of our, um, our transformation. And those transformation doesn't make us better, it just makes us more transformed and just gives us more perspective, um, a healthier version, a wholeness of who we are and how we can hold space for ourselves and others in a better way, which I think when you do this, especially in entrepreneurship, especially when you're, um, you're doing something that impacts other people, when you do this for yourself, you create space to do it for other people as well. And that draws them like wildfire to you. So I just want to point that out as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think one other really important comparison to make is that whether you're listening to a coach or whether you're listening to a priest, you're relying on man's judgment and that person's yes. limited perception to figure out your life. That's why in spirituality, the whole premise is like the routine of your self connection, like meditate and create these beautiful habits and go into a sense of isolation, find that inner peace with the Bible. It's the same thing. It's you got to spend more time with the Bible than you do listening to other people talk about it. And, And in both aspects, community is important. And I find that that's something that really gets turned around a lot in either context is that, people then rely so heavily on somebody else to give them the answers. When the whole point of both premise is that the answer is within you. And I agree with the Holy spirit. And for me, that was where that question came in to then transition more towards Christianity was, okay, well, what spirit am I listening to? Cause there's, there's light and dark. Like that's, it's Mm -hmm. not light gray, purple, green, pink, blue, white. (laughs) It's, there's light and there's dark, there's black and there's white. So when you're sourcing energy and there's tons of studies around this quantum physics and, um, um, uh, all the different frequency wavelengths, like you study it, like vibrations are real frequencies are real energy is real, but there's a source just like in a light switch, there is a source to that connection. What is that for you? And you really have to get radically honest with yourself because the, the, uh, morning star, he is the, the great deceiver. Right. And that can look like, Ooh, you know, this mediumship looks good for me right now. And I don't want to necessarily discount it because I started there and it helped so many people, so many people bring peace. So many people have like that connection and those opportunities. But for me, as I evolved, it was like, okay, but this is no longer an integrity for me but I'm not going to shit on somebody else who does it either because there's that judgment piece again. Right. Like what? Riley, it's the same thing for me on the other way.
0: Yeah. I have so many friends who are still in ministry Mm. and then for me to go back and say, well, I disagree with that now. It's like, no, when we evolve, we're continually evolving and we have to trust that each other is evolving too. And if they're like, you know, someone was staying in mediumship and, or someone was staying in the, you know, as a pastor or, and there's times where now I like have conversations with my Christian friends and I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with that. And they know, like they're, they know, but it's like, I'm not going to discount them and the impact and the transformation they're bringing people through and their connection to source because I am not living their life. Yeah. I am not in their journey. And I think that is like so important for like, no matter if you're coming from one end of the spectrum to the other and meeting in the middle, I think that's the beauty. Is like, is just understanding the, of the evolution of our journeys and how we, that's the beauty of connection with source and with God, because we, well, the Bible says no one knows the the mind of God. And yeah. so we're always trying to, connect a little deeper, a little stronger, a little more, because we do not know. We will not know. And if there's anything I know, it's that. Yeah, I don't (laughs) (laughs) know. I I just wanted to throw that in.
1: No, it's so true. And I absolutely am obsessed with where this conversation has led because it's, it's really the root of, human beings of like human evolution, right? It's we're all on this journey. And I, and I truly believe that one of the things that I don't necessarily agree with in terms of Christianity is that we have to go out and save everybody. I'm like, I will lead by example. I will share the knowledge. I will continue to do like my part in studying and building that relationship and letting people in on what I found. But I know that it's not my job to take God and put it in their life. Like God will reveal himself to those who, who need it at whatever point it is meant to come. And maybe that's 10 minutes before they pass. But the point is that even if I sat there and breathed this into their life over and over and over again, if they don't wanna listen, it's a waste of my effort, right? Like, let me just continue to be an example and to hopefully say things more accurately as I grow in my knowledge and relationship And I'm, I'm just going to let him do the rest, right? He just, he's going to fulfill in your life where he needs to. And I think that that's really important because even if you jump to the other side of the spectrum, there's this same idea where it's like, Oh, I got to save you. I got to save you from this and this and your past and your trauma and all. And it's like, no lead by example, spread the good news. People want to hear truth. They, they listen more in optimism versus shame. Um, even yeah. though in marketing, you know, you can market from pain, you can market from pleasure. People are more genuinely going to tune into what you're saying if you lead with good news. And I think that's where the two worlds kind of split is that there's two different truths. There's one that's very self-validating, which can be very in of itself perpetuating old cycles and habits and patterns. And then there's one that really calls you up to a higher standard and whatever that journey looks like for the person, that's not my job, (laughs) right? Yeah, Yeah,
0: you're, you're right on with that. And I, I've known I've met over the the past few years, the most beautiful individuals that are in um, their own space, spiritually, some of them don't come from any religious context whatsoever, some come from different types of religious contexts or left different things or and i think that the like it's just how i've loved the growth element and the um sharing experience which has been so beautiful and and that i didn't have in the christian faith when i was a part of it like that was my bubble um but now, like I've mentioned, coming circling back around a little bit more to maybe where I started, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, but I can also hold that space for them. Mm-hmm. So if I can hold space for that, this person, then I can hold space for them as well and and just be like, you know what? I'm if you ju- want to judge me on my journey that's on you, that's yeah. that's your thing. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I'm releasing that. I, I don't need to, um, I surrender, as we yeah. talked about to yeah, it, absolutely. because it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to carry it, but I, I love the fact that we can have these conversations, um, and that it just brings more enlightenment to it, and more, um, more, I guess, like God is just, I don't know, it's just like the source, like divinity. I, I try to not use the Christian terms anymore. <laughs> I try to edge away from that because I did for so long that I would, I fall right back into that pattern very easily. Um, But for me, it's like, no, it's like illuminating this beautiful sense of, of just God and divine and that power within um, and what that looks like and how, when we activate that, it really, really helps us to take those. Brave steps and helps us to move forward. So, yeah, it just—I don't know—if we try and do it on our own, <laughs> it can be a little
1: harder. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. I feel like we could definitely go on here for hours, but I want to honor your time. I'd love to know from Thank you one you. final question for anyone who's really struggling with having the courage to move forward in any different aspect of their life right now. What is something that you would say to them?
0: I would. You know what? I would say the same thing I did today, get still, get really quiet, um, shut down the noise. Um, don't take what we said as the gospel truth or as any kind of truth. Um, because if you can go and you can just allow yourself to truly hear what it is, is that your next step, then you're going to be led to the person or to the opportunity or to whatever it is to help you get to that next step. And trust that that person is going to be there for your good uh, because you've listened and you're just following your
1: divine guidance. So that's what I'd say. I love that. Oh, so beautiful. And Andrea, please let everybody know where they can find you, what you have going on and how they can absolutely jump in and be a part of your world.
0: Well, um, I have the podcast We're five years strong, the courage cast, so you can find it on any platform. And of course I'm always hanging out on Instagram so you can find me at, at Andrea Chris coach as well. So just, I love community. I love talking to people. I love making new friends. So if you are listening and you want to drop in my DMS and just say, hi, I'd love to do that. I'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're, you're just like, Hmm, I'm super, I'm super curious about this. Let's chat. Let's talk.
1: I love it. And of course, I'll have all of her links in the show notes below. So you guys can go easily click and just jump in, be a part of her. Go find her on Instagram. Definitely go check out her podcast. And Andrea, I want to thank you so much for being with us today and just sharing your wisdom and your experience and your self Uh, just this was honestly such a beautiful conversation so I'm really excited to hear from all of you what your biggest takeaways were make sure to screenshot the episode tag us both on Instagram and just let us know what really stood out for you it it supports us in knowing what we get to continue to provide for you but also that our messages are truly touching your heart and that's always the the premise of why we do this work to begin with so um, thank you so much and I can't wait to chat again soon Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.